Welcome, everyone. I'm Kim Christensen, and this is the Peaceful Productivity Podcast, where I share strategies to help you get the most out of your time and feel better in the process. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Peaceful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Christensen, and today we are talking about perfectionism. When we're stuck in perfectionism, we spend a lot of time building a tower. In my mind, we build this tower in the hopes that people will recognize how hard we're working, in the hopes that we will recognize how hard we've worked. And it's interesting because that recognition doesn't come in my experience. Or maybe it comes, but we don't hear it. We don't spend any time appreciating it or even giving it to ourselves. So we just go about building the tower higher and we keep building and we keep waiting. And when things don't go the way we wanted or expected, that's fine. We just go to greater lengths to make sure that that doesn't happen again. We spend a lot of time in prevention mode and very little time in enjoyment mode. Because if we let our guard down for even just a moment, Sure, we might get the chance to enjoy that moment, but we also might experience the discomfort of a missed goal or a missed opportunity. We didn't get it right, so we have to keep our guard up and stay ever vigilant. Can't forget anything. Must cram our brains full of information and knowledge so that we're always prepared for the unexpected. I can tell you it's exhausting. Then one day we look around, having built this incredibly fortified and immense tower, metaphorically speaking, and we realize it's very lonely at the top. It's extremely hard to make connection if you can't be present in the moment, if you can't take enjoyment in the moment. It's really hard to relax and just enjoy each other's company when we're staying ever vigilant for danger. When that happens, the most important relationship of all slowly deteriorates, and that's the relationship with ourselves. Because we've become so defended against our own thoughts and emotions that we've lost connection with ourselves. Let's face it, as perfectionists, our thoughts about ourselves are not all that complimentary. We tell ourselves that we're never doing enough, and we tell ourselves that constantly very busy looking for all the ways that we could be doing a better job, comparing ourselves to our neighbors who seem to be doing it a lot better than us. And so it's no wonder that we would rather just get busy doing than spend any time at all listening to that critical inner voice. We're trying to outrun the criticism in our own heads. So the tower becomes less about accomplishment and more about defending ourselves from the criticism. We're doing a really amazing job in this protective mode. However, we've kind of gotten stuck there. There's no time to rest or relax or put our guard down. Relaxation is riddled with guilt and anxiety. So we never slow down to truly listen to ourselves, to relax and enjoy our own company because we've become disconnected from ourselves. We almost start to fear downtime. We call it unproductive, but what we really mean is that when we're letting our guard down, we're opening ourselves up to criticism. 
So without the ability to even enjoy our own company, it becomes really lonely. But we don't recognize this as loneliness because we don't stop long enough to pay any attention to it. We just tell ourselves that when we finally get there, accomplish all the things, finish the work, get caught up, feel prepared, that's when we can relax. Then we will reconnect. But in the meantime, we just have to put our heads down and get to work. Getting caught up becomes this elusive target. We have no idea what that actually means, but we tell ourselves we'll recognize it when we feel it. So there are two things contributing to this drive to always accomplish. First, it's to avoid criticism, criticism from ourselves. And the other is chasing that feeling of being prepared, of getting caught up. And we know that over-preparation is a lot of work. Envisioning and preparing for every scenario, it's a ton of work. The what-ifs are endless. So if you feel stuck in that trap, there is a way out. I found it to be a very slow process, at least for me, and requires a lot of patience. I hold fast to the idea, especially when I'm feeling like it's taking too long, that it is worth it. And I found that it is. During my positive moments, I recognize that progress is the preferable place to be over perfection. Not only is perfection unattainable, but it's also lonely. Whereas progress is a place of enjoyment, a place of connection, connection with others and connection with myself. And the foundation of accomplishment is connection and enjoyment. Without those two ingredients, I can't recognize accomplishment or even progress. So it is a bit of a paradox. I want accomplishment to feel connection and enjoyment And I need connection and enjoyment to recognize and appreciate accomplishment. So the question is, how do we turn a cliche into a belief? The cliche is progress over perfection. We can hear that over and over again and still not internalize it, not take it on as a core belief. Keep it as something nice in theory, but only applies to other people. Once I became aware of my tendency to plan for every case scenario, to overwork, to overanalyze, to overprepare, once I had some awareness around all of that, I decided that it was time to make a change, that I didn't really want that for myself anymore. And like any habit, it took some time and it still takes time. In the beginning, I tried a lot of different things. I listened to hundreds of podcasts and read thousands of books, pursued many certifications. I became a perfectionist about overcoming perfectionism, not realizing that what I was seeking wasn't going to come from a book. It was going to be found in the one place that I wasn't really willing to look. It was going to be found internally. Going inside sounds a lot easier than it is. You have to be willing to look at what you're thinking, the way you're thinking about the world, and most importantly, what you're thinking about yourself. At best, it sounds unpleasant, and at worst, it sounds like a waste of time. 
time that I could be using to prepare and catch up. So I asked myself, what's the incentive? And I found the incentive is in strengthening the relationship with myself. I'm building self-confidence and I'm building resilience. I'm learning to let go and I'm cultivating the belief that I can handle discomfort, the ability to be present with whatever is going on, the presence of mind to enjoy the moment rather than just getting through it. As I strengthen this presence of mind, I start to see improvements in connection and enjoyment, which then is the fuel that I need to keep going. For me, it hasn't always been pleasant. There are a lot of feelings that I've been ignoring for a really long time, but I've never found it to be a waste of time. Not a single minute, not a single second. When I notice myself thinking this is a waste of time, especially as it pertains to emotional work, I like to remind myself that there is actually no better investment of time than investing in this emotional work. When I catch myself thinking, this is a waste of time, I recognize that it is a protective thought, not something that is actually true, just a way of trying to convince myself that I don't need to do it at all. Because let's be honest, over-preparing feels safe. It gives us the illusion that we are prepared for every scenario, that we're in control. It really is just an illusion because the more we strive to get caught up, to be prepared, the less in control we feel. If you cast your mind back, how many times over the past month or even the past week have you felt frustrated? felt resentment, had something not go the way that you had planned or expected, despite your best intentions. If it turns out to be more frequent than you would like, then you might be over-preparing, telling yourself that you can get a handle on things and then totally unprepared when it doesn't go your way. Because the way to prepare is to prepare your ability to respond Instead of trying to outmaneuver all of the things, all of the circumstances, make sure that everything goes a certain way, that the stars are all aligned, the better alternative is to develop your trust in your ability to respond when the unexpected occurs. That way, it doesn't matter what happens, we're prepared for it. Putting down trying to control all of the circumstances and picking up the attention on our response. And when I'm mindful, I'm really good about reminding myself that I am really good in a crisis. I am really good at solving problems. It's just remembering to tell myself that when these unintentional thoughts about not being prepared might make an appearance. The amount of time I've spent engineering all of the details in over-preparation over the years, that's where the real waste of time is. The inability to recognize and manage my emotions, orchestrating things behind the scenes, that's the real waste of time. How much time have I spent overlooking emotions? How much time have I spent checked out of the present moment because I tell myself that I just don't have the energy to deal with it? How many times have I opted out of fun in favor of safety? That's the real waste of time. 
I once coached someone who was relatively new to her role, and she spent a lot of time worrying that someone would ask her a question that she wouldn't know the answer to. Her biggest fear was that she would be in a meeting and someone would ask for her input and she might freeze and then think that everyone thought she was stupid. Who among us hasn't had a similar fear, especially when we're new to a role? But we might have this fear for years into a role. It doesn't even really matter our skills, our experience, or our knowledge. We can all experience this fear. It's a very basic and valid fear of being called out in front of a group. From a survival perspective, being made different from the group could have led to isolation, exclusion, or even abandonment. It's this very basic primal fear that most of us share. So how do we have this fear and still show up in these situations with confidence? It comes down to what we're thinking about ourselves in these situations, and most importantly, what we think about our ability to respond to the unexpected. Many of us try to wing it or even fake it until we make it. And I'm proposing a third alternative. The third alternative is preparing your response in advance. Managing your intention by managing your attention. So what would that look like in practice? It means saying that you'll get back to someone when you don't know the answer to the question. It means taking 24 hours before responding to that email. It means taking a breath and a pause when someone accuses you of something. It means saying, I would like to think about it before giving an automatic yes. It means paying attention and naming your feelings with curiosity instead of with judgment. It means moving through frustration all the way to compassion. It means reflecting on the day with appreciation instead of criticism. It means articulating your intentions in advance. It means consciously managing your attention. And most importantly, it means doing less not doing more. You get to celebrate everything you're already doing and stop focusing on all the things you're not. Spending more time on becoming more mindful of how I am feeling and giving myself the space to process emotions has probably saved me more time than any other productivity tool or hack that I've ever tried. As someone who was addicted to doing more, I want to offer some hope. There is a way to find peace again. Nothing more is required of you. In fact, less is required of you. Slow down, breathe, take a moment, and give yourself some space. Pay attention and start letting go. Find peace in the moment instead of in accomplishment. Better yet, give yourself recognition for all of the accomplishment that you've already achieved. Give yourself a pat on the back for a change instead of the habitual kick in the butt. Offer kindness to that part of you that is afraid to slow down. Starting to develop that connection with yourself in little steps. 
telling yourself that you're doing a good job and your heart is in the right place. Remember, you have beautiful intentions and your voice is very much needed in this world. Have a great day, everyone. And for anyone looking for information on how to create more peaceful productivity in your life, please visit my website, financialwellnesscoach.ca. Thanks, everyone.